surprise us. He, he's at your mind and upgrade. Amen. Upgrade your mind. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Father, we just thank and praise you. We thank you for your word. We bless you. We thank you for Father's Day and all of the fathers. And I forgot to uh, welcome the people in the, on the live stream. Hello, Detroit. Amen. And be blessed. I want to say a special hello to Janice Marlowe. I love you. We love you, I should say. Ravi Kapoor. Uh, be healed in Jesus' name. We love you. And uh, Prophet Derek and all of you, those who are tuning in. Be blessed in Jesus' name. We're happy that you uh, tuned in. Amen. So, Father, we ask that you break open the bread of life to your people here today. And, Father, we want to hear from heaven that you will heal us in every way, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Well, we need to give our mind an upgrade. Amen upgrade that means only have it tuned in fine-tuned into what god is doing what god is saying god's program amen don't get these other programs of the world they have viruses amen and they'll mess you up amen but you want to keep your your uh fine your uh everything fine-tuned to what god is doing amen proverbs fourteen twelve. if you want to go there it talks about the way of a man that seems right. Hallelujah. Proverbs 14, 12. Sometimes we think things are okay, but sometimes, you know, some things, uh, Paul said that they're uh, expedient. What is that? He says, but not lawful, but not expedient. Thank you, Nola. And so some things are not sin, but they're not right for us to do. Amen. So we have to keep it pure as we can, keep it honest, and keep it God's way. Proverbs fourteen twelve. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So it may seem right. It may seem right to us. You know, we see nothing wrong with it. It's lawful. But it's not right for us. If God didn't design it, if it's not according to his plan for us individually, then it's wrong for us. Amen? Although it's not sin. So we have to be sure that we are plugged into God's program and not another program. Amen? We need to upgrade our thinking and think God's thought. You know, we have the mind of Christ. And so the Bible says that we can think like Christ. Because we have his mind. Amen. Verse 14. Let's see. says, the backslider uh, in heart will be filled with his own ways. In other words, uh, people who are backslidden, you know, they can be saved and love the Lord. But when you have your own agenda, when you have your mind made up to what you think you're supposed to do, it, it can be bad for you. Amen. It says, the backslider in his heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. In other words, whatever God has planned for you will work for you, and a good man knows that. Sometimes it, you may have to display patience. Sometimes you may have to do things you don't want to do, things that you don't feel comfortable doing. But if it's in God's plan, then make yourself do it. Amen. Make yourself 
receive whatever God has planned for you with gladness. Amen. Because this is how God works. He works it all out to the good in the end. He works everything out to uh, better you in the long run. So do whatever it is that God has asked you to do, and he will make it work for you. Amen. Sometimes it's not good to do everything that you feel comfortable doing, you know, your own way. Always check in with God every day, you know, two or three times a day, and ask him what he thinks about your plans. Amen. Because God doesn't care if you have fun. He's not trying to destroy your fun. He just wants it to work for you in the end. You know, sometimes fun doesn't work for you at the end. But God wants everything that you're involved with to work out for the good. Amen. Hallelujah. But a good man is satisfied from everything that God has from above. So, in other words, we must be rooted and grounded and built up in God. If you're not built up in God, you won't like his plans. You won't like his suggestions. You know, it'll be like a burden. I remember when I didn't know God as well, I was just starting out. And the things that I would read in the Bible feel like pressure. You ever felt that way? <laughs> pressure. And it's like, or, or you would feel, how can I fulfill this? How can I do this? But God has everything planned for us. And this is the thing about God. He's made an easy way to get it done. We just have to stay with his plan because he's already made a way for us to achieve these things. Amen. So we must be rooted and grounded and built up in him. Well, how do you do that? By meditating on the word. It's always going to go back to that. You're going to be hearing this a lot. We need to be established in the faith. Amen. That word established means accepted. It means fixed in the faith. Official. Set. Um, show something to be true or certain. That word established also means exhibit or demonstrate or confirm, to verify or to certify. So in other words, you've got to be certified in the things of God. How are you certified in the things of God? You don't deviate. Amen. You don't take a shortcut. You know, it's the narrow road to God, but the broad road leads to destruction. And so we have to stay on that narrow road, and sometimes that narrow road presents problems for us. But God is at the end of the road. God helps us in everything. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. So whatever he asks us to do, he is there helping us with help. He'll, he'll have people assigned at that particular place to help us in all that he has on his list for us to do. You know, sometimes we can feel like we can't achieve those things that God asks us to do, but he's got help along the way, amen? The world just throws things at you, and you either get it or you don't. But God has help. He has everything planned, but we just have to stay established in him, fixed in him, amen? Confirmed in him, certified in him. And it's not hard to do. All you have to do is change how you think. Upgrade your mind. Amen. Are y'all here today? Upgrade. Give your mind an upgrade. And things will happen more quickly for you, easier. You know, because we're, we're not all out there thinking all these other different thoughts. You know, but we're with God and it's easy. Easily accepted. Easily carried out. 
you know, everything that God wants us to do, he helps us. He sends the anointing to help us. He sends grace to help us. You know, everything, he has everything uh, fixed because it's easy for him. You know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so God has everything that concerns us fixed already. All we have to do is follow the program. When we get off course onto that broad road, that's when we run into trouble. But thank God, God is so loving. All we do is repent and get back on course. Amen. It's as simple as that. Sometimes it's so simple, the devil's going to tell you it's harder than that. But it's not. It's as simple as, God, I'm so sorry. You know, I got off course or whatever it is. You confess it to God and he puts you back on course. Amen. So we must allow our spirit to rule. If we stop following our flesh, we wouldn't have these problems. If you follow your spirit, it's so easy to follow God. Amen. Because God speaks to your heart. He doesn't speak to your head. So our mind and our thought process is where the problems come from. You know, but God speaks so clearly to our spirit. And so if we would yield to the Spirit, and how do you yield to the Spirit? By getting the flesh. Stop being fleshly and live in the Spirit. You know, you have to live according to God's rule and let the love of God rule in our hearts. Now, love is the key to walking in the Spirit. If you don't walk in love, you won't walk in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's, it's so you don't have to figure it out. When you walk in love, the spirit realm is right there, and everything will be added unto you. Everything that you need, God will give it to you, amen? But you have to let flesh go. Stop obeying this flesh, because our flesh wants a whole lot of things. You know what I'm saying? From potato chips to everything. And sometimes you have to just build up a resistance, against your flesh and following your flesh. Now, how do you do that? By upgrading your mind. You know, upgrading the things that you think about. You know, come out from among them, being ye separated from the world and live higher. Amen? You can't live uh, beneath where God wants you. Not because we're better than anybody, but because we're peculiar people. We're special. We're God's special people, and we have to live according to who we are. Amen. Jesus died for us and he gave up so many things so that we will be free. And you can't be free yet be contained in him. Does that make sense? Because you're not so open and free to the world and to everything that the world has to offer. It's like you have um, an invisible fence, so to speak. And and this is your uh place where God has you, and it's not that we're better than anybody, but we don't live like the world, amen? And so God wants us to live and have liberty and have freedom and have fun in him, yet he doesn't want us to live out of our flesh. Some people think liberty and freedom is being in the flesh, but religion will tell you everything is the flesh, you know, the do's and the don'ts. You can't do this, you know, taste not touch not, you can't do this, that's religion. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about living free in Christ to enjoy life. Does that make sense to y'all? To enjoy life and to be free in Christ Jesus because he died for every freedom that we have. 
You know, that's in your um, package, your benefits package. And so God has called us to live with freedom, but live also in the spirit realm where he is. And all things will come easier for us. You'll go through trials and tribulations, even when you walk in the spirit. But when you go through a trial, God is right there to help you out. And I'm telling you, you won't take a, a 11, your 11-day trip will be 11 days and not 40 years. Amen. But when you live in the flesh, that's what happened with the Israelites. They went around, an 11-day trip took 40 years because they were in the flesh. They murmured, they complained, as we know, and they challenged God. And they didn't uh, come up to where God wanted them. They didn't upgrade their minds. <laughs> they stayed, you know, basically where uh, Pharaoh taught them. And they wanted, in fact, they wanted to go back to the, to the way they lived in Pharaoh's house. But God always has an upgrade for you. Sometimes it doesn't feel like an upgrade, but trust that it is. Amen. God does everything good, good and in order, decently. And this is how he runs his kingdom. Amen. So we must upgrade our minds and our thoughts. Our minds are like, our minds are like computers. Amen. And they're constantly, there's those constant pop-ups. You know, <laughs> remind those reminders that want us to receive new information. But what do we do when those pop-ups come? And as God, you know how the Holy Spirit will say, don't go that way, turn this way. You know, I remember when some woman hit my car, the Lord said, don't go down that street, make a right. And I said, oh, I, I missed the light. So I figured I'd go through the light and turn around. I'm running late. And I said, hey, I'll go down here. And the lady hit me. And so that pop-up, I didn't download it. Y'all here today? All right. So you can't pass. But when, when there's new information to be downloaded, I guess you hit it and it down. Do it. Because God is always sending his, his encouragement but yet he sends his warnings. Amen. And if we don't want to down, see, we don't want to download that truth or up, we don't want to upgrade to truth, download, upgrade. I don't know, but whatever it is, we don't want to do that. We, we want to, we're chance takers and we're riskers. We like risking things. And that's how it is on the broad road. The broad road is full of, ch of chances. Amen. In fact, the broad road is full of gambling. There's a bunch of gamblers on the broad road. Are y'all here? <laughs> but we must allow our spirit to rule in our lives and not follow the philosophies of the world. And this is um, part of, of upgrading our minds. When you get those pop-ups, you download them, and that, that's God uh, advising us, giving us uh, warnings. Uh, giving us new information. Don't believe that. Believe this. Amen. And so we need to learn how to operate um, the way God wants us to in the kingdom. Amen. So that we'll always be prepared and the devil doesn't catch us off guard. He never catches God off guard. God is never asleep. He doesn't slumber. He is prepared and ready at all times, and he wants his people to be the same way. But we get so stuck in religion and stuck in, in, in cliches and stuck in these little sayings that mean nothing, amen, that carry no weight, 
You can't bind or loose with these cliches. But the only thing that you can do is use the word skillfully and execute the word written judgment against the enemy. Amen. Are y'all asleep today? Amen. Some of you are, but I'm going to keep preaching. Amen. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear something good. This is good. When you start doing good, I preach something else. Amen. <laughs> but but Colossians 2, why don't you turn there? We'll do a little something different. Turn there. And it's a scripture. And I, I want to uh, to remind you of this scripture, Colossians 2. Hallelujah. Verse 8. And I hope I didn't read that already. And it talked, God is, is sending up his pop-up for us so that we don't get uh, run into trouble, pitfalls, and uh, what's those little things in the floor, Nola? Snares. <laughs> God sends his pop-ups so we don't... Uh, fall into snares of the enemy. So in verse 8, it says, Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world. The basic principles of the world. Think about that. We'll mess you up. Amen? Well, it's not my word. I just read it. It says, beware, beware, least anyone cheat you through philosophy. You know, they teach philosophy in every college. And it really just is not true. You know, it's not Bible-based. Amen? And so it, it, it says, an empty deceit according to the tradition of men. You see that word, tradition of men? According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For him, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. In other words, in him is complete deity. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the fullness, and it's established. It says in verse 10, and you are complete or established in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Amen. So in other words, you're already complete. Now, the world, this is the point I want to make. The world will tell you you always need something. You know, get this, get this, try that. You know, the world thinks that it has the answer, but it doesn't have the answer for Christians. God has the answers for us. Amen? And the world will tell you that you need all of these things, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. But the Bible just told us that we are complete in Him. Amen? In other words, we're already complete. You know, the devil in the garden told um, Eve that if she ate of that fruit, first of all, he, he brought questions to her mind. He, he caused her to pause and think about what God had said. Did God really say? He brought a question into her mind. Amen. Now, the Bible's already told us we're complete in God. But the devil is, is sneaky, and he's tricky. And so he said, did God really say that you, you know, couldn't eat from that tree? And when he said that, he brought a question in her mind. 
He said that you will be like God, and he's trying to hold something back from you. And so did God really say, and that brought a question. See, God doesn't leave questions. Everything is complete. He does all things well. And so he brought that question, and he put, see, that's how the world does. They suggest, the world suggests things. You mean you have to go to Bible study? You have to pray. You could be praying for them because that's what we do. But it doesn't matter because, see, the devil will use any tactic and anybody to pull you off your stand. And so he put that question in Eve's mind, and eventually she went for the apple. And the devil said, if you eat of that fruit, you will be like him. But the Bible says she's already like him. It says that she's already complete. And Adam and Eve were already like God. They thought like him. They had the mind of Christ, which was, was their rightful inheritance. And, but the devil will always, if we don't do our upgrading in our minds, if we don't, you know, download those pop-ups where God's warnings and his, his uh, help, you know, he has help. The Bible says he's a help, a very present help in a time of trouble. And so if we don't download those pop-ups and we just go on and trust whatever the world is suggesting. Did I lose anybody today? If then, okay. <laughs> then you will fall for this, this stuff. And so you have to learn how to trust God and him only. Amen. We are already like Christ, but she went for it because, see, the devil likes to tell you that somebody's trying to withhold something. And when he makes that suggestion, you want it all the more. Amen. See, he plays with your mind. Amen. Something is being withheld. Well, they can't take something from me. Amen. See, he knows the right thing to say at the right time, but God. And so we have to always stay prepared with the word. The word prepares us for every trick that the devil has. You know, like catching you when you're fasting. And, and you know, then there's some nice plate of food. And he did Jesus like that. Turn this bread into, you know, turn that stone into bread if you're Jesus. And if you have all power, then turn it into bread. But see, Jesus kept his little pop-ups downloaded. <laughs> you know, he, he had the right word at the right time in season. God, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, by, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so he was ready. He stayed ready for, for the Satan and his suggestions all the time. And all I'm trying to tell you is we need to stay ready. And so we have to upgrade our thinking all the time. If we keep thinking the way we normally thought before we knew God, and sometimes we were born again, but we don't live out of that born-again experience because we're stuck in the past. Amen? You know, Moses is dead, and God is trying to do a new thing. Amen? And you can't put new wine in old wineskins. And so God is trying to move us into the newness of life, and this is why we need to stay uh, downloading our pop-ups so that we can upgrade how we think so that we won't fall for these tricks of the enemy. 
You know, and there's the same old, he you notice he used the same old stuff on everybody over and over again. It's never anything new. And this is how you know the devil has nothing new. He's not original. He's a copycat. Amen. Jesus is original. I'm, I noticed nobody else went up there and did what he did. Not before, not before and not after. And even John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. And he said, there's coming a person where I'm not even, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm not worthy to even tie his shoelaces. And so he did it once and for all. And But there's a lot of copycats, but they don't have what Jesus had. They don't have the, the authority. Well, the Pharisees, you know, prove that. Who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him? And so, and, but we, we have the same power. Are y'all here today? We have the same. That's something to be excited about. He's, he bequeathed this power to us. Amen. You know, we have that same authority, that same power, the same mindset if we can keep the world out of our thought process. Amen. So you have to continually upgrade how you think. Upgrade your mind. Stop wallowing in the, in the past and move on to remember Lot's wife. Well, that, that got your attention. <laughs> remember Lot's wife. She looked back and she, you know, was taken out of here because she didn't want to go on to new and different things. You know, some people are just, and I'm guilty too, sometimes we you know, get comfortable in our past because we're afraid of what we don't know and afraid of what we can't see. But I'm telling you, God has the pet. He has everything sold up for you. Amen. Everything is already worked out. What's that about? Hallelujah. So we never choose to receive this information. So we click on tell me later. You ever done that? Instead of downloading the new information. Tell me later. Because we hate change. We hate change. We don't want to upgrade right now. I'll do it later. I'm going to this party today. But I'll, <laughs> I'll download that tomorrow. <laughs> Is anybody guilty of that other than me? We don't like upgrading information from God. Because we don't want to change. We want to stay in our own mood, but that's just how I am. But that's not God. No, God didn't make anybody just like you are. He made you like him. Amen. See, and that just goes to show you how crazy that statement is. You know, God, God can change anybody. And he made all of us in his likeness. And why did he do that? For his joy. We're made to suit him. We're made to make him feel however he wants to feel, and he feels joy. He made us. We're wonderfully and beautifully made. We're uniquely made, and God is satisfied with how you look. You need to tell yourself that when you look in the mirror. Amen. We don't like truth. we rather go with what somebody said. So we can hang, and you don't like what they said about you, but we rather hang on to that than to listen to what God has said. 
You know, his pop-up says we're wonderfully and beautifully made. His pop-up says I'm satisfied with you just like you are. I love you just like you are. Amen? Hallelujah. I knew you when you were in the womb of your mother. I knew you before you were even in the womb, and you came just like I ordered you. And we need to get happy about who we are, how we are, amen? In the areas that are not right, we need to be willing to change and stop listening to the lies of the enemy because he wants you to stay confused and he wants you to stay by yourself, unhappy, discouraged, dis something. Dis, you know, he disses people. So everything with a D-I-S in front of it, that's what he has planned for God's people if you listen to him. But God says you're unique. You're made just like he wants. You're perfected. You know, we've been perfected in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And we need to tell him that. We need to tell the devil this stuff sometimes. He'll go mess with somebody else. Amen. But we don't want truth because we're afraid we have to pay the price for God's revelation. But Jesus paid the price for us to get it. All we have to do is want it. God, I want it. I want everything that you have. Amen. So that we can live peacefully from day to day. We need that. We need God's intervention. We can't make it on our own anymore because we've tried. Amen. And so we need God to help us in every way that he can. We just keep the same old mindset and nothing ever changes. See, when you keep the same mindset, you're stuck in the past. Nothing changes. Forgive and get moved. That's where, where, why we stay stuck sometimes because we don't want to forgive. We're afraid that if we forgive, then something different's going to happen. Well, you're right. Something different's going to happen. You're going to get an upgrade. Amen. You're going to get a blessing. See, forgiveness is not for that person. Forgiveness is for us. It works for me. Amen. It doesn't matter what that other person is doing. Forgiveness works for me. Amen. But so many of us, we're, we're cautious where we shouldn't be cautious. We need to be cautious of the world's suggestions. But we're cautious of, of, of Christians. Cautious of, of the, the advice that we're given. You know, we need to stop. We need to upgrade our minds and think higher. Live higher, think higher. Amen? So we, we hate change, and we don't want to upgrade to a higher level of thinking, a higher level of wisdom, a higher level of knowledge. We want to keep the same thought, same attitude, same habits. You know, when you keep the same mindset, that's when a fantasy spirit comes in to visit you. Amen? And see, the world will tell you, you know, that you, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And those are vain imaginations. You're going to only do what God allows you to do. Me too. We can only go as far as God allows us to go. And don't get me wrong, God will take you higher. But you do it in his way. We have to do things in his way and not our own. Amen. But we hate change. We're, in Jesus' name. You know, so we need to go to a higher level of wisdom. You know, you, you go to a, a, a plateau, and then there's time for you to, there's time uh, to go in and get more from God. And then, you know, an, an ever-increasing kingdom, you go higher and higher. But one thing at a time, one day at a time. 
But God will never hold back what you have. He'll never hold back. He'll always give you more. Amen? So we get stuck in a rut, but it's comfortable in that rut. And really, we say we want better, but we don't get better because we're comfortable in the rut. Amen? And so we need to follow God and not follow human traditions. And that's what human traditions are. Amen. And we get spoiled. And we want to stay there and park there. But, but God wants us to keep moving. Amen. But the same thoughts will keep you parked in the same place. But new thoughts, new attitudes, new habits, you know, that will cause you to move higher. Download all the information God has for you, and you'll move higher. Amen. But the Bible tells us to let no man spoil you or take you captive with their, you know, intellectualism. A lot of people get stuck in intellectualism, amen, using wrong words. But they're intellectual. Y'all following what I'm saying? See, the devil will set you up for that. Amen. So don't follow human traditions. These are human traditions. And the Bible says don't follow them. Amen. I don't care if you know, but two scriptures stay with God. And keep your down, keep downloading. Every time you get a pop up, you push that button to see what God has to say. Amen. And if you know your two scriptures, work them. Amen. Because I know people know a whole lot of them and they don't they don't have any salvations. They don't pray with anybody. Amen. They're not doing anything for God. Hallelujah. But God loves it when we work. This is what the Lord told me years ago. He says, carry your corner. Do, do just your little bit over here. And don't worry about what everybody else on the broad road is doing. Amen. There's a broad road in church where everybody's doing this and everybody's doing that. And we want to go to the singles um, club and we want to and they do the same thing the singles out in the world do eventually amen but go in your room and read your bible that's your great entertainment how about that entertainment amen you know there was a season and it was many years where it was just me and my bible in my room and it, and those were the best years of my life not not then <laughs> but when i look back those were the best years of my life because I learned uh, about this man called God, who was my father, my husband, my provider, amen, and my source for life. And I'm telling you, when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Bible says you will be filled. And I started to pant after him like a deer pant for water, and nothing else mattered, amen. Nothing else mattered because I had the best. And, it's, it's, you know, it's bad that certain wrong circumstances lead you there. But you know what? I found out it doesn't matter what leads you to God. Amen? As long as you find him. And when you find him, you found it all. You've got it all. And that's why you can't take everything in this life very seriously. You just can't. Amen? Because the devil has, the, he's the, the God of the world. But our God reigns. He reigns or he lives on the inside of us. And it's such a blessing to be able to serve him. And he makes all things right. He makes all things new. He does everything. He knows the, the things that's on the inside of your heart that you're not 
uh, confident in or he knows what you're not happy with. I mean, who else can know that except God and accept you for who you are and love you anyway and don't, you know, criticize. God never criticizes us. He never criticizes us. He is so um, happy with us and complete, you know, and he loves us so much. And so the least we could do is stay with what he's doing. Keep keep uh, upgrading your mindset. Amen. Did we read Colossians 2? We read 8. But let's go to, I think we, did we do 9? For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. Yeah, we read that. Now let's go to 11. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Are y'all here today? Circumcision made without hands. By putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. By the circumcision of Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus went to that cross and he annihilated sin. You know, he took care of our flesh. Amen. But we still want to go find it again. But he took care of our flesh. And verse 12 says, buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him. Are y'all here today? Through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. And verse 13 says, and you being dead in your trespasses. Isn't that wonderful? Dead in your trespasses. And the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all, all trespasses. Amen. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities, hallelujah, and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, uh, triumphing, uh, triumphing over them all. So he spoiled principalities and powers. Amen. And he made a public spectacle of what the devil tried to do to him. And he nailed every uh, everything that's not right. He nailed it to the tree. Everything that can bug us. Every sin that would try to come back and attach itself to us, he nailed it to the tree. In other words, we are free indeed, to free to be who God called us to be. Amen? And the only thing that's stopping us from uh, excelling in Christ Jesus is us. That's the only thing that is, is how you think, what you think about things, about the world, you know disagree with what the world offers you. The Bible says to beware and don't agree with the world. Don't look through the lens put before you. In other words, these rose-colored glasses. Don't look through those. Don't be of the world. Don't conform to the world. And that's what Romans 12, 2 talks about. Let's go there. It says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you cannot keep the old mindset or the old way of thinking and, and think you're going to prosper in Christ Jesus. It won't happen because you, you can't. Just like we just read, you have to shake that stuff off because it was nailed to the tree. 
and you don't have to carry that stuff around anymore. You don't have to carry shame. You don't have to carry uh, animosity. Amen. You don't have to carry uh, anger. None of that stuff because you're free. Jesus nailed that to the tree. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by upgrading your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says you will prove it because you'll live it. Amen. When people see us, they'll see him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so the Bible says that word conform, don't be a part of it. Don't change to their way of thinking. Don't change to their way of living. Don't live out of what somebody said or old wives' tales, you know. But live according to the word of God. Live out of God. Live, live out of his blessings. Live out of his word. Live out of his provision. He is our source. He is everything. And he loves us so much. If we only knew how much God loves us, we would transform by renewing our minds. Amen. That's all he wants you to do is think differently so he can bless you. Upgrade your mind. Renew your mind. How? By meditating on the word of God. Pick up God's lenses. When you, when, you, when you renew your mind, you'll start seeing through the lenses of God and not the lenses of the world. Your view will change. Amen? And your foot will stop slipping every time you look at somebody else's blessing. My foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. It'll stop slipping. Amen? But see, it, we do that because we're carnal. We're, we're still holding on to carnality. And we're looking around in the natural, seeing what everybody, oh, they're having a good time, and I'm here struggling. And I'm living for God, and I'm doing all this stuff. Amen? But that's what the devil wants you to do. These people, see, they portray something that's not really going on. Amen? And I'm telling you, if, if they have it, they don't keep it. The devil don't let people keep nothing. He's a loan shark. He loans stuff to people for a season to mess up your mind and mine. And if you look long enough, you will start to get angry. You know, I've done it before. I said, well, why they get, you know, how they live in that like that? And they're sinners. But see, the devil has, this is what he does. He'll bankrupt you in a minute. But he'll, he'll give this to one neighbor, and they'll have it for six months, lose it. He'll take it some kind of way. Then he'll give it to another one. They'll enjoy it for a year. He'll take it from them somewhere. He'll burn their house down. And then he'll give it to somebody else, and then something else bad happens. He's a loan shark. That's how he does. But he wants to make it look good like they're prospering and we're not. But, you you know, that's why that person in the window said my foot almost slipped when I saw it. I looked out the window, and I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And that's why you cannot look at what they have. Amen. Don't look. <laughs> Amen. Don't covet thy neighbor and what they have. That's what it means. Don't look at them because that stuff that they have, they're going to keep it for a season. Amen. If they didn't get it by God, they won't keep it. The devil, like, he'll try to take your stuff, and God gave you something. He'll try to take that. That's how the devil works. But look through the lenses of God. 
Don't look, don't view things through his lens, amen, through the, but view them through the lenses of God. And, you know, you can have anything that you want. In this life, you write your own ticket. You born again, hallelujah. If you're born again and you're praying in the power and the love of God, you can write your own ticket. God will give you a blank check and say, fill it in, amen, if you believe it. If he is your source, he will give you a blank ticket. It's, it's just like that. Amen. But what we do is we let other things and other people and what they have motivate us. Amen. And sometimes God will use that to your good. He'll let holy jealousy, or however you want to call it, holy jealousy, whatever it is, he'll use that just to get you from point A to point B. Amen. He'll do that. Amen. I mean, he, he doesn't do it, but I believe he honors that. He will honor it if that's the only way he can get you to get up and move. Hallelujah. So think like God. See the things, see things God's way. See life God's way. Amen? Because we have the mind of Christ. We shouldn't think like the devil. We did that before we got born again. Amen. But Satan will try to take from you what's already been given. He tried to give Eve something she already had. He'll try to convince you that you don't have power. You don't, or you, you know. He'll tell you anything. But you already have everything that you need. How can he give you? He was trying to give Jesus. <laughs> I'll look down there. Took him up to a high pinnacle. I'll give you all that. The whole city. All of the seven wonders is yours if you just bow down. See, he wants us to bow down and worship him. And he didn't have anything to give because it already belonged to Jesus. Amen. And if it already belonged to Jesus, it already belongs to you and me. It belonged to us already. So, see, he can't give you anything. All he can give you is trouble if you let him. And he can't even give you trouble because God will raise up a standard against him. Amen. Hallelujah. The glory goes before you and is your rear guard. Honey, God dispatches angels. All you got to do is call a legion of angels and they'll appear wherever you need them to appear. So the devil can't give you nothing. And he really can't take nothing from you. All we need to do is do what we're supposed to do. And we stop him at every turn. Amen. We have the word of God working for us. We have the plan of God. We have the purpose of God working for us, and we don't need anything else. We're sh- everything is lock, stock, and sure. You know, God didn't leave anything out because he is not a, a crazy God. He, he called things into existence, and when he did that, he did a complete job, and he made an utter spectacle of the devil. And so the devil will try to convince you that he has power. He'll try to convince me that he has power, but he has no power. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll try to take for you from you what God has already given you and then try to give it to you over again. Now, if that's not crazy, <laughs> he lies to everybody. Amen. We're already like God, just like Eve was in the garden. It's already yours. God is saying to you right now, whatever it is that you're waiting on God to give you, he is saying it is already yours. 
He's given it to you already. Are y'all here today? He's already given you everything that you need. You have to see through the lenses of God. See things God's way. And that's why it's so important to upgrade your thinking. He is already giving it to you. Well, where is it at? It's waiting on you to claim it. Amen? Everything, for, for everything, there's a time and season. When you're season to have it, see, that's when you don't have to work and do all these things to get it. It's already given. Amen? Hallelujah. All we do is believe it and receive it. And when that time comes, it'll be released unto you. It's already given to you. You don't have to do all of these three Hail Marys and all of this stuff to get anything from God. Because it's already, he's already done it. Amen. But religion will tell you you got to do these, all these things to get what God has already freely given. He's freely given us all of these things. So it's already yours. But you have to see things God's way. And stop allowing religion to lie to you. It's because it's done already. It's already done. Grace has already made these things available to you. Amen. Through grace, by faith. Or by faith through grace, however you say it. He's already made these things possible. And so we don't have to beg and ask God for anything. Philippians 4, 8, if you write that down, says to meditate on these things. Meditate on higher things. These things that are good, lovely, pure, and of good report. Things that are thankworthy, praiseworthy. Think on these things. You have to think on things that are good. You can't dwell on the past and dwell on bad. You know, I, I lay you two to one. If you start thinking about the past, the past really don't hold nothing but bad things. Masked, masked with one or two good things to draw you into it. Then when you start dwelling on it, you say, well, that wasn't even really good. Amen? And so... God has everything for you, and what he has for you is good, but we have to meditate on good things. Meditate on, you know, good, lovely, pure, a good report, thankworthy, praiseworthy. If there's any loyalty, you know, in it, think on those things. Think on things that are loyal and good and pure. Don't dwell on the bad. Now, you don't ignore it, but you pray about it, you give it to God, and you keep moving. Amen? Hallelujah. See, see we, we let fear keep us in the past. Fear of what's going to happen will keep you looking back like Lot's wife. But if you trust God, trusting in God and walking in the love of God will keep you trusting God going forward no matter what. Even if you're afraid. You know, God, will you confess that fear to God, and he'll help you get rid of it. And he'll move you on to bigger and better things. You know, sometimes God has to push us to bless us. Amen. And so we need to receive everything that God has for us. But you have to have a sound mind. (laughs) We need to get rid of fear and receive a sound mind. From the Word of God, through the Word of God, by the Word of God. A sound mind. Because a sound mind is the only thing that can can receive from God. Amen? And so we have to stop listening to the enemy. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1. 
We have to quit listening to the suggestions. See, the devil is so slick now, he just suggests. Did God really say? He suggests, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy, not 1. Did I say that before? Oh, well, I turn to 1 Timothy. I'm always doing that. 1 Timothy 1. 2 Timothy 1. Oh, turn anywhere. <laughs> you get there. <laughs> Let's see, 2 Timothy 1. Okay. And it says in verse 7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Amen. And that power, when it says, but of power, love, and I said that word power, that's overcoming power. So God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. Amen. Because fear or timidity lacks responsibility. So God didn't give that to you. But he gave you overcoming power to overcome whatever it is that you're lacking. Amen. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That comes from God. Hallelujah. So, a sound mind is, has self-control. A sound mind has safe thinking. A sound mind is a disciplined mind, and I think this has helped me more than anything. A sound mind has disciplined thoughts. Amen. When you can discipline what you think about, you make it. You ever had a mind that races? Y'all know y'all have it's racing. It's racing now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Whatever. Or think, jump from one thing to when you can't stay centered in your thinking. You know, it has. I'll just fix this so y'all will say yeah. Have you ever, you ever, you ever had um, a situation come where you couldn't stay on one thing? You say, okay, I'm, I'm believing this, and you say, no, nah, okay. And then by the end of the day, I'm over here. And maybe, may, because that word maybe comes. Well, maybe it's this way. But see, when God takes over your thoughts, when you upgrade. When you keep upgrading those pop-ups from God, your, your thinking will become disciplined. And when you have a disciplined mind and a disciplined thought process, that's when you're, you run right into your blessing. Because that thought and those things, it ain't going to happen, I can't, or I can't do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. But see, you'll, you'll, you won't have to fight. That's a battle. And it tires you out. But you'll run right into a sound mind or safe thinking when you learn how to pull down all of those wrong thoughts that the devil will throw in there to keep you running around in a circle. That's what happened to the people of Israel. They couldn't make up their minds to stay, keep their train of thought one way. And they kept doing one way. They were with God. The next day, eh, you go up there, Moses, pray for us. You know, he, went, he even repented for them. They didn't do their own repenting. They didn't care. Just come back with the answer and tell him we want some meat next time. And so, you know, the devil will keep you dissatisfied and running around in circles all the time. But a sound mind comes from God. Amen. 
A powerful mind comes from God. It's full of safe thinking. It's, it's, there's disciplined thoughts. And that's where we want to get. We want to get to the disciplined thoughts. Amen. The ability to understand and make clear decisions with self-discipline. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, you know how you ask somebody's opinion, you know, and it's okay as long as you're asking the right people. But then, you know, when you, if you, I'll put it this way, if you lay in bed at night and you toss and turn and you're wondering what you ought to do, that's not a sound mind. Give it to God. God will help you. And just tell God, I'm tired of this. And, you know, and just confess to him that you're having problems making this, this one decision and to help you. And he will help you by morning. And there's new mercies every morning. He will never, amen, he'll always help you. He'll sit because he's a merciful God. And he'll help you every time, you know, with self-control and the ability to understand and make clear decisions. God will help you with that, amen. It, doesn't just, it just doesn't happen overnight. But it, but it will happen, amen. If you stay with God, having done all, stand, continue to stay with God, amen. And he will help you. He will cause you to make clear decisions. Amen. And uh, with self-discipline. In other words, you can discipline what you think about. You can kick out the stuff that ain't good, and you'll keep on your mind the things that are. Amen. Hallelujah. That fear will leave you. Because, see, fear causes us to be all over the place. Amen. But God will, will take that negativity you can't entertain it. You cannot entertain negativity. You can't entertain wrong thinking. And that's why we need to upgrade our minds, upgrade our thinking, amen, and leave negativity alone. Break free from the chains of your mind because it's, it's weird in there, amen. But it doesn't have to be. Seek the Lord. Pray and meditate on the word. Do Proverbs 4.20. Is it Proverbs 4.20? And I'm telling you, that will cure everything. It will heal your body. And so, we, you know, our thoughts can overcome every obstacle. But your, your thoughts have to be with God. Amen. Jeremiah 29.11 says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. God knows his thoughts. Do you know yours? Amen. Thoughts of peace. God's thoughts towards us are peaceful. See, if we knew how God thought, things would be so much better. But Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that his thoughts towards us are good all the time. He has thoughts towards me and you of peace and not evil. Amen. Hallelujah. And he wants to bring us an expected end because he has a future and a hope for us. He's not giving up on us. He knows that you can succeed in everything that's put before you. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work. You know, nothing is, is like one, two, three. But know that God is with you in everything. If you, in, if you invite him in, he's in. Amen. If you're listening to his, his, um, to his thoughts and his process, then he's in. Or if you're living according to his plan and purpose, he's in everything that you do. Amen. Romans 12:21. Maybe we'll go there. Let's go to Romans 12:21. It talks about not being overcome. Let's see Romans 12. 
verse 21. What happened to the fathers? Did they leave? Couldn't take church, huh? Well, we're happy they came. <laughs> Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You can't do it if you don't think right. If you don't have right thinking, disciplined thinking, dis- disciplined thoughts, if you don't upgrade your thinking, then you can't overcome evil. As soon as the devil suggests something to you, you're going to go with it. Or you'll entertain it until you're in a bad mood. Do y'all know that's how bad moods happen? They happen when you listen to those suggestions of the devil and you don't, you don't do this. Amen. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So when those evil suggestions hit your mind, what do you do? You do what Jesus did. WW do what he did. And he you know what he did? He spoke the word against those suggestions. Amen. He spoke he gave the devil the word. And you do the same thing, and that's how you overcome evil with good. Amen. If somebody do something mean to you, you do something nice to them. Now that's the killer. Yeah, I know. I heard you. Everybody went south. Amen. But God's thoughts toward us are good. We're supposed to have good thoughts toward everybody. The more you upgrade in God, the more clarity you have, more wisdom you have, more understanding, more of God's character. Because after all, God is trying to train us to be like him. You know, His His the final outcome should be us being seen in his image. So that is what we're here for. We're here to have a picnic. We're here to do God's job. Amen? It's good, but it can't be good all the time because there's work involved. The more you upgrade in God, the more wisdom, the more clarity. So learn how to allow your spirit to rule. Let your spirit rule. You cannot let your flesh rule. We're born again. We've been delivered from all of this flesh. And so our spirit is supposed to rule. Amen? But we ignore the spirit. Amen. <laughs> See, we don't allow the spirit to rule. We, we like to dominate with carnality. Because it feels good. It feels good. Amen? But it only feels good for a little while. Then you back mad again. Why? Because it, it didn't work. It never does. The, the flesh, flesh leaves you disappointed, and it leaves you still mad. But when you allow your spirit to rule, it leaves you full of joy. Amen. Isn't that funny? But us being human beings, we follow the flesh more than we follow us until we become disciplined in our spirit. And that's what we're trying to talk about. We, we need to learn to upgrade how we think. You are what you think, just like you are what you eat. That shows up, don't it? <laughs> so you are what you think. Amen. You just can't grow outside of what you think. So that's why a lot of people never come out of poverty. 
because they think poor all the time. Amen. You know, I feel like God paid the price, you know, for us to have everything and it more abundantly. That's in our benefits package. Amen. There's benefits to being saved because we're in covenant with God. That covenant allows us to live well. Amen. But you got to change how you think. You can't live well and think poor. But learn to allow your spirit to rule. And don't ignore the spirit. Allow it to rule and dominate and govern our intellect. Amen. Ephesians 4.22. I'm almost done. And some of you have been gone already. Y'all already, you already adjourned from church. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm still going to be preaching right here. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4. I, I like the book of Ephesians. I love it because that's the way to victory. You want victory, get in the book. And it's only, what, six chapters. So you can't, you won't die from reading six chapters. <laughs> But you can Ephesians your way to victory. Amen. Ephesians 4.22. And it says, put off concerning your former conduct. Put it off. Amen. In other words, put off your flesh, man. Live out of your new creation spirit. Amen. It says, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You got to renew your mind. Renew, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And when your mind is renewed, what will happen? Verse 22, you'll put off your flesh, man. You'll put off the former conduct. See, when you, when you operate out of that conduct, you, you, your mind ain't been renewed. Amen? 24, and that you put on... The new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. See, the new man was created after God. Amen. The old man, that's your old flesh. That's that character that just don't want to stop following you around. And you knew him before you got born again. But he feels comfortable. He pets us. He massages he tells you you're right all the time. You ain't never wrong. I mean, the old man be working his program, amen? And it's hard to turn him off sometimes. <laughs> They're wrong. It's them. It ain't you. Because he don't want you to look at you. He wants you to keep pointing the finger at them. So you'll stay the same and get cheated out of your blessings. And that's what the old man is up to. See, the old, the old man is us, and it's what we threw away. But it's us setting us up to fail. And we let him because we like how the things that he says to us. Amen. And we want to hear that. But you got to turn him off. And sometimes it's the hardest thing. But once you do and you click over to God's spirit realm, it opens up so many more opportunities, so many more blessings. You start to see clearly, think clearly, all that anger and stuff, get rid of it. That's the old nature. 
They ain't nothing but the old nature trying to trip you up. Upgrade in God. Amen. Upgrade your thinking. Hallelujah. It's nothing but a trap. But we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And once you renew your mind, there's nothing you can't do. God will work with you with a crippled brain. He does all of us. But day by day, you get better and better. You move. You rise up. Amen. (laughs) We stop letting our intellect or our mind battle with our spirit. Battle is a battle. You know, there used to be this show called the Battle of the Network Stars. I know y'all too young, but some of y'all remember it. But, you know, they compete. Your spirit and your, your, your spirit is competing with your carnal man. And nine times out of ten, we allow our carnal man to win out because he's the strongest. But the, do you know your spirit man is supposed to be stronger than you? Because you can walk away. When you can walk away, your spirit man is stronger. Are y'all here today? Or you just want to get out of here? So stop allowing your mind to battle with your spirit and listen to the promptings. Listen to those little pop-ups. Hit that thing and don't be hitting. Remind me later. Like I'd be doing on my phone. Remind me later. But push down low because I don't want to get off this phone right now. Well, I don't want to get off Facebook. I want to stay on there, so remind me later. But when God's pop-up comes and he's making his suggestions to you, allow him to speak. Amen. Hear his voice. Hallelujah. God will not let you down. The, uh, because that pop-up is an unction from the Holy Spirit. I have one more scripture, and it's John, 1 John 2. All I can tell you is it's in the back of the book or to push your push your phone button. I don't know what y'all do out there. 1, 1 John 2, verse 20. Hallelujah. And it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Hallelujah. How do you know all things? Because you have the mind of Christ. And he's steady knocking on your door trying to tell you the right answers. But we so in the carnal realm, we don't hear. Are y'all here today? And this is why we get in trouble. We don't listen to that that carnal realm. I mean, to that uh, we listen to the carnal realm. We don't listen to the spirit realm that has all the answers. Amen. Because you know all things. You have an unction from the Holy One because you know all things. So we should be like the sons of Issachar. Remember them? That's And if you want to read about them, it's in First Chronicles 7. And they had the wisdom of God. They had understanding. And we have it too. But we need to walk in it. And stop listening. When you, when you don't uh, allow your mind to be renewed, you don't understand seasons, times, promptings. You know, we don't have that great understanding, but the children of, or the sons of Ithacar, they knew seasons, they knew times, they knew appointments, they knew where they were supposed to be all the time. Amen. And we're to be like them, because I believe that's who we are. Amen. We, we know seasons and time. They knew timing. How did they know timing? Because they had understanding of God. They had the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God. And that's not hard to get because it's available. It's available to everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. But they they had the wisdom and the understanding 
of times and seasons. And this is a time to get it right. Amen. This is not, this is not time to keep hanging on the old stuff. And, and stuff is going to hit you all the time. You're just going to have to dispose of it. Hit that with that garbage delete button. Get rid of it. Amen. You can't hold on to this. not the season. If you're like the sons of Issachar and you understand times and seasons, you will know by the spirit that this is not the time to be holding on. This time to be letting go. And that's my point. This is not the time to be foolish like the five foolish virgins. But you got to be like the five wise ones that were ready. Amen. They were ready for whatever God had for them when the bride when the bride when the groom the bridegroom tarried. They got out of sorts. But because he tarried didn't mean he wasn't coming. Amen. <laughs> Just meant he was a little late. Amen. But you know what? He was on time. He was on time, and they weren't. Hallelujah. But this is a time to get it right. If not, now when? Amen. If you having battles in your mind and battle, you know, this is the time to get it right with God because God is restoring. This is a season where God is reversing things, restoring things. Amen. He's sending a word of correction to doctors and to to us, to people in authority, uh, the situation in this world, this United States. He's sending correction, and he's going to use whoever he want to use, no matter. He don't care how you feel. He don't care how I feel about it. He's going to use whoever he has to use to get this country back the way it should be. And, and what's the key? The key is not being afraid. Amen. That, that fear thing. Amen. We talked about fear here today. Fear will cause you to walk um, not in the newness of life. It, it will cause you not to have everything that you need to prosper and to live just a normal life. And, and you know, terrorism is on the rise because what does it do? It puts people in fear. And so God has to raise up somebody that's going to thank you. It's going to take the fear away. Amen. And put people at ease. And, you know, you, you can only fight. You have to fight back. <laughs> You've got to fight back. So this is a time of renewal, a time of surrender to God, a time to follow him like never before. Amen. And follow him wholeheartedly. Trust in what he's doing. Amen. It's a time of repentance and a time of restoration. It's also a time of correction and a time of reversal. But as long as we're uh, constantly uploading or downloading, whatever, how you think, stand with God and Pushing that delete button when it's something that's of some virus tries to get in there. Amen. And just staying aware of what the world is capable of doing and not follow after them. The Bible says not to follow after traditions of men and philosophies and all this. It's not good. It's not God. And so we need to constantly be aware of what the devil and the, the world is, is trying to, because Satan is the, the God of the world. So that's why we, we say this. 
but we need to stay on top of things because we are um, free people and we are God's people. And God is going to do remarkable things through us. You know, we're those people in, uh, what's, what's the book where it talks about a royal priesthood? We're the royal priesthood in the holy nation. Amen. It's in Second Peter. A royal priesthood and a holy nation. And that's us. And it's up to us to change the world. Amen. All right. Well, <laughs> why don't we stop? Father, we thank and pray.